0: You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. Okay, hi, hi guys. Um, Does anyone have a test this week? Anybody feeling senioritis? (laughs) Okay, I feel that. (laughs) Okay, thank you so much guys um, for being here. Um, I'm just going to like start right off. A lot of my testimony started with the prodigal son who ran away from the father, spent all his riches and then came back and the father ran towards him. And that was like the story that like led me back to Christ or not back to Christ, but to Christ. I was like, okay, Lord, I give my life to you. Like, this is it. But I struggled because I talked to someone afterwards. I didn't know where to go from there. Uh, after being saved. And so I remember someone shared John 14 with me of, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And little middle school me was like, oh, easy enough. And I grew frustrated and started drawing farther away from the Lord as years went on trying to like get stuck in this like okay i have to keep the commandments i have to set up this image i have to like keep up with this and it just it eventually i gave up and i didn't live for him at all i went to people and things that i thought would love and comfort me, which ended up just bringing so much more pain and suffering, and it just sucked. (laughs) And I love to run. (laughs) Anybody like running? (laughs) Yeah! Okay, there's like two. But I remember running away from home a lot, just when it got messy. We moved around a lot, and I just, that's kind of like my story with God, of just like constantly running away from him, of like, God, this is too much, or God, this, like, how is your grace sufficient for me? And so I ran away a lot. (laughs) and went through too much. (laughs) And eventually, God led me here to Asbury. And for me, it was kind of like a new beginning. It was like him pulling me out of Egypt, which is, you know, Texas has some deserts. Um, (laughs) it's It's a little wild over there he took me out of there and Asbury was just like I get to start over Lord and I remember going to WGM like freshman year and James was talking about like is your life really representing Jesus and I was like "Ooh, no not not really um I really wanted to Lord I there were so many ways that he like he made a way for me to be here at Asbury years later like I never thought I would be here at college um and he was like he just made a way and i was like okay i want to say yes to you lord for you are good and i just remember just trying to like keep going and saying yes over and over and over again to what he was teaching me and then the semester ended and do you all remember like that seven week long break freshman year like it was amazing but it was also like that was way too long and i felt like leaving asbury for that long it was like leaving church camp because i been living my life away from the lord for so long that when i came to asbury it was like it was just fuming jesus like a uh, fire hose of jesus all over and so coming back to texas it was just like coming back to egypt of like the old habits the the suffering and the pain and i just remember really struggling with like going back to my old sin and like the same struggle and i was like god how can I return to this when you've redeemed me? Like, you've changed so much of my life. Like, how can I, how could I have done this? And I remember coming into the spring semester reading Hosea over and over and over again. And if any of y'all know Hosea, it's about, it's about a prostitute. I wanted to say it's about a hoe and a prophet. Um, (laughs) But it's about a prophet who marries a prostitute. God's love for Israel and just how like Israel keeps sinning and sinning and sinning. And God, we have consequences for our sins, but he also has an abundance of grace for us, and so I just kept seeing this over and over again in Hosea, like. and I revisited Hosea this summer, especially after the outpouring and all that craziness, and the summer was so good, but I went through Hosea with some of my roommates, uh, and it's here in verse 15, and there I will give her her vineyards and make the valley of Accor a door of hope, and I was just like, God, I want to dive a little deeper in that, what is the valley of Accor, what is that? And so um, if you have your Bibles, we're going to also, we're going to go through scripture a lot because I'm back and forth. But Joshua 7? 7. And basically, it's Joshua 1 to 7. It's the whole story of like the journey getting the promised land. And like going, Israelites going through all the battles and reclaiming the promised, claiming the promised land. And they conquer this city. And this guy named Achan, Achan. call him Achan. God told him not to take anything from that city, and he ended up disobeying and stealing a cloak, 200 shekels of silver, and like a big giant heavy block of gold, and burying it under his tent. The Lord knew, of course, and he was confronted, and it's really harsh, and first starting in verse 25. And Joshua said, why did you bring trouble on us? The Lord brings trouble on you today. And all Israel stoned him with stones. They burned them with fire and stoned them with stones. They raised over him a great heap of stones that remains to this day. Then the Lord, then the Lord turned from his burning anger, therefore, to the day of the name that place is called the Valley of Achor. And I was like, what on earth? How is the Valley of Achor in Hosea a door of hope now? Um, and middle school me would be like terrified of this verse of like this is like this is extreme Lord because it wasn't just him who was stoned and burned and like there's a whole heap of stones all over him it was like everything he owned like his livestock his children it was like extreme I was like this is a lot God and so I was struggling with there's this God of wrath and this God of mercy and how is that the same thing and I saw it continually in Hosea back and forth and I was like I don't what? And when I thought, when I read about the stoning, I remembered John eight. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to John eight now. Um, and it's the woman caught in adultery. Um, and starting in verse four, uh, they said to him, "Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now, in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say?" I don't know. Uh, I love this because Jesus says, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. So calling out everyone of like, we've all fallen short. And then later on, like they all leave. He writes something in the stone. I don't know what he writes. Um, But the older leave and one by one. And then it's just Jesus and this woman. And Jesus says, woman, where are they? Who has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn Go, and from now on, sin no more. And I was like, okay, we won't get into the debate of, like, the Trinity and how this is, like, the same God that would take all day. But um, I started to really comprehend a little bit better of, like, okay, this is a God of wrath we see in the Old Testament, and a God of mercy in the new. And Hosea, like, kind of met in the middle for me of, like, okay, you're, you're both. You're both. And we all have fallen short, but while, and it's Romans, I don't, I'm blanking on the verse now. But while we were still sinners, he still died for us. Um, And now Lamentations. (laughs) My last verse, I hope. Um, Lamentations 3.22. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, and great is your faithfulness. So... I've learned a little bit more of, like, the sanctification process of, like, after accepting Christ and then this just, like, faith journey of, like, we fall and then we go back up and then we fall and we go back up. And I'm like, okay, God, this is somewhat frustrating, but I have less questions of, like, why? Why did you do this, Lord? I understand that is his great love for us. And now there's this question that I have, of like, okay, how are you going to do this, Lord? Um... Like, I've seen you do it on the cross, but how now can I grow this relationship even deeper? And it does, I've found that it does become easier obedience. Like, to love him is to obey him, to trust him, and all, of, all that jazz, to love him. And it's just, what I've like learned from my friends and my mentors and family is just to keep seeking him. He says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. And I just hold on to Isaiah 43 because, like, I have nothing to fear. Everything that I have done in the past, like, we can move forward now um, in this newness. And so, never stop running back to him, no matter how many times you fall short. He is faithful, even when we are not. And he'll keep surprising you, too, because, like, he keeps surprising me. I mean, outpouring was a surprise, too, but um, even, like, throughout the summer and the semester, um, surprise after surprise. I'm like, okay. Okay, God. So that's, that's a little bit of my story. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna pray us out and I think Crowner will Wow, this is really short. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll pray us out and then Crowner will join us uh, in worship. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your unfailing love. Um, as we grow closer to senior year and just like the new beginnings that we're going to have um, as we graduate, Lord. I just pray for these new beginnings um, that we would hold on to you no matter how many times we fall short, uh, and how annoying it can get, Lord, that we would run to your feet and surrender to you uh, completely. Um, thank you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.